Good evening, all. Welcome back to Trade Talk. Another episode here. What are we like? Episode 28, 29. I don't know. I like sometimes remembering which episode I'm on. Not that it actually matters. <laughs> but uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about electronic, ve- uh, electronic vehicles, um, you know, EV and, uh, and the fact that that industry is running crazy right now. And I'm sure everyone is trying to run and find the stock that they want to buy. Uh, Unanimously, that stock is pretty much Tesla. And I am not the biggest fan of electronic vehicles. Um, I keep saying electronic, electric vehicles. Pardon me if that is annoying anyone. Uh, Or you just say EV. But at the end of the day, I'm not the biggest fan. And I haven't been the biggest fan for a long time. But I cannot deny what the... Uh, trend is currently. So I'm not going to sit here and and not partake in the market. Uh, I did not partake in the market in its run up to uh, 2000. As uh, last time you heard from me, I was short. Uh, My short was successful, but that was back um, going into like, I want to say March, uh, March, February. And and, and, no, sorry, not March. Yeah, I think like March, February. I don't think in April I was still short. But the reason I was short back then had more to do with uh, it, it was irrational. Uh, there was there was an enormous amount of debt on the books for Tesla, and that was that debt that was causing them problems that needed to be refinanced. It was like nine hundred and some odd million dollars back in uh, twenty uh, twenty nineteen. I want to say around March April of twenty nineteen. Uh, I have not been a fan of the fact that the debt load on the company was so high and then people were trying to give it this obscene capitalization. However, where my view has changed, and this this whole episode's not about Tesla, but I, I do want to focus on it first. Where my view has changed is that interest rates have gotten extremely low to finance electronic vehicles have become more affordable. And um, Musk and his executive team were smart enough to know that as their share prices were abnormally high, which I want to say right before or, uh, summer, it might have been May, uh, they knew to issue, uh, do a share sale to raise capital and pay off long-term debts. Smart. And as you can see, they're splitting their shares now. They're probably going to raise more capital if they if they didn't raise enough. I think they raised a great amount of money. Uh, definitely more than a billion dollars um, on their last share sale. The split is not a share sale. The split is just simply reducing the share prices and keeping everything the same. But they're aware that, in my opinion, their market capitalization is outperforming what the sales are doing. It doesn't make me weary to say, let me run away from the stock. Actually, it makes me say, well... The fear of missing out has become so big that there is opportunity to make money. Uh, I would rather be conservative and smaller in my position sizing, which is what I'm going to do. But it's there and it's obvious. So seeing that that's the issue, that's where I'm going to go with matters and uh, start acquiring uh, Tesla shares as the split has just happened. What's more so interesting, though, is that I don't think Tesla is even the strongest um, 
the strongest name that you could go with. I think the stronger name would be Neo. Uh, Neo is a Chinese ADR company that makes way better looking cars than Tesla. Uh, I think will end up being more dominant in China as the Chinese are more nationalists and will want their own brand to be the top notch. So I am going with Neo as the prices of Neo are about 18 bucks a share as opposed to $500 a share on Tesla. Uh, Tesla will probably have more momentum, however, as we have learned, the way you make more money is by controlling more shares. Sometimes your momentum is great, but as, as I see routinely in pop culture and how uh, investing has become more mainstream and more popular, uh, people own two shares and be like, oh yeah, we're out here killing it. And it's like, you're not doing anything. Like you, you, you know, you need a sizable amount of shares, generally a round lot of a hundred. Uh, if you can't even get a round lot, I mean, I'm not buying just a round lot. You know, I generally want to be in the five to 10,000 share range, um, in a position and, and you're really thinking about dominating that position when you're in 10,000 to 50,000 shares um, in that range. That's how you're going to make a substantial amount of money in your stock positions. Uh, but that's not what this is about. This isn't about giving you what would make the most sense to buy. However, it is about giving you an understanding that controlling those amount of shares allows you to write calls to be uh, bearish on the stock at the same time as owning the stock and maintaining a great position. Uh, another thing that I've been seeing as of recent with NEO is that if you recall my old episode that talked about the Hong Kong dollar peg and what happened there, and you'll see that my whole thesis is just, a, it's not even to say a stream of consciousness, it's a, it's a really defined idea that I have for the rest of the year. You will see that how they made markets um, maintain themselves back in 2008, like I talked about, was to have rates artificially low for a prolonged period of time, and those rates in China were artificially low. I know most people don't probably pay attention to the international markets, but we are in a global economy at this point, and the international markets matter a lot. And what you're going to see and why NEO will still be strong is that the Chinese stock market is very strong, similar to how ours is, is strong. They're, they're pushing and propelling it to be strong because they're trying to maintain some competitiveness with the U.S. However, they are making sure to keep their rates low so that it allows... Uh, Chinese populace who can afford these things to buy these cars, uh, to buy housing, etc. That is why everyone always knows the Chinese real estate market is very manipulated. They're always going to keep their dollar cheaper than ours, but they're also going to do the same manipulation tactics that we do in this country. And even when our administration administration changes and we may change our our, our course of how we manage our monetary policy, they will still maintain manipulation of their monetary policy. That has not changed. So I like NEO for that fact, because I know what the Chinese government is going to do. It's not hard to figure out. If I can, if I can see NEO at a $50 a share price for what I can own, I'm going to do better than I can do in Tesla. However, I think I will do better faster in Tesla than on NEO. But I do feel that come 2021, the Chinese will still be pumping out money, keeping rates low, 
um, not caring about deflation, I'm sorry, inflation, and um, I'm, it's going to be $50 a share for the stock. I don't see why it won't be. Be interesting to see what happens with Tesla as Elon is more of a wild card and um, I can't even say what happens. I do know that just the general populace is so excited just to own the shares, they'll keep them running up. But Elon is not like a Jeff Bezos where Jeff is not going to split a stock. Jeff is not going to pay a dividend. He's just going to build the business. Elon is more about um, knowing that there's a lot of long-term debt on the books. Profitability has its issues. So he's always going to be maneuvering what the stock's price is and how um, the business can capitalize off of raising capital. Sorry, that's a... It's too, it's too many words in that sentence. I just noticed it. But what I'm just trying to say is that Tesla will always be looking to capitalize off its share prices to refinance future debt. They have to. It's the right time to do it. It makes the most sense. Uh, the next one that is also very strong in the electric vehicle segment is Nikola. Uh, Nicola is the trucking company. Uh, I've never spoken about it on my podcast, mainly because I think it's uh, completely nonsense. Uh, this stock went public, I think, June 13th. June 3rd or the 13th, one of those two days, and it's already up 125%. The, the owner is a billionaire, and they have never uh, delivered a product. It's a trucking company that is an uh, electric vehicle. Um, it uses hydrogen and electric, and I am the verdict's still out how it's going to do. I I don't know. But can you make a few bucks? Yeah, but I think you can make more bucks on um the over on the fact that it'll be overbought and you can short it. So I'm not the biggest uh Nicola fan to buy it long because there's going to be a whole lot of volatility in the name as as it doesn't have earnings, it doesn't have stability yet and it's just interesting that that works. Most people won't have heard of Nikola simply because it was issued as a SPAC. Uh, If you don't know, there's more than one way to go public in um, the stock exchange. You don't always have to like do the whole dog and pony show like all the big companies like Facebook and and, uh, Snapchat and those kind of guys have done. You can literally buy a company that was already public, re-register the name, make sure your financials are up to up to speed and your disclosures are up to speed and you can uh, become a publicly traded company. Uh, it is a method that I'm going to be using in the future with uh, one of my businesses. But yes, this is how you can become a publicly traded company. It makes a lot of sense. So those are my three buys in the electric vehicle segment. That's Neo, Nikola, Tesla. Now, why the electric vehicle segment when interest rates are still low, why, you know, people would just buy regular cars that are cheaper. I would agree. However, Chrysler, Fiat, uh, Fiat Chrysler, excuse me, that is one company, Ford, GM, Packer, which is a trucking company, all of them are off 25% for the year. So though they could be maybe selling more cars or what could be going on within their industry, some there's a disconnect here, but you know that the stock market projects in future. So the fact that there is that disconnect, really what it says is that 
people are more hyped and there's more interest and volume in the um, electric vehicle market and that's where you need to be looking. There's no point in trying to look the traditional route when you can see more interest and volume is going on another direction. You go the direction where the interest and volume is going. And that's what I'm going. Where I'm going. You know, the downside about all of this is that the majority of these electric vehicle companies are heavily in debt. Uh, so you need to expect share sales and dilution. You know, Neo just had a, a huge share sale that affected its price so that people could get paid. Stock had been trading at three, four bucks, five bucks for a prolonged amount of time. Uh, now you see it popping into the 20s. Like I told you, there's a lot of debt, future dated debt on the books for a lot of these companies, probably maturing within the next three years, four years. Um, not meaning that's when it was issued. It was probably issued on a, on a 10-year basis or more. But it's the perfect time to refinance it while rates are still cheap and um, stock prices are strong. So expect a lot of share sales dilutions, as I was saying before, uh, and expect executives to cash out and refinance these debts for longer term debts. Overall, the EV market is a great place to be. You're going to make some money in it. I know I'll make some money in it. And uh, it gives you a lot of clarity. I hope that this found you well and gave you some insight on what I'm thinking. Tune into the next episode of Trade Talk. Take care of yourself.